on this week's episode, big changes happening at Disney. We say the word 66, and the pop culture world is still reeling from some major losses. All this and more as we reach our next stop, the PCC Multiverse. Don't be alarmed. The quasi-shimmering light before you is a trans-dimensional gateway to other worlds, other voices, other thoughts, and other realities. Up feels like down, and down feels like the number seven on a Wednesday morning. Don't worry. That quivering, blood-boiling sensation under your eyebrows is all a part of the charm. Welcome to the PCC Multiverse. And we're back with another episode of the PCC Multiverse. This is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, also as well, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, of course, Pop Culture Cosmos, and we hope you had an incredible Thanksgiving and are having a lot of fun out there on Black Friday weekend. Plus, also, go ahead, like, share, and subscribe. Follow, of course, our great friends at Vampires and Vitae. Of course, Wizards and Wine with Wild Beyond the Witchlight and all the fun they have there. Plus, our good friends at PopCultureCosmos.com. And, of course, we cover the latest news and trends of pop culture each and every time out. Right there for you at PopCultureCosmos on Facebook. And if you could do all that... It is sincerely appreciated. But it wouldn't be a PCC multiverse without my good friend sneaking away from her own Thanksgiving party, just like myself. You got to go ahead and check out what she's doing today at Vampires and Vitae, and of course, Wild Beyond the Witchlight, part of the Wizards and Wine Emporium. It is my good friend. It is Mrs. Melinda Barkhouse Ross. Melinda, great to have you here. Hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thanks so much for talking just a few minutes on today's program. Yeah, couldn't dream of missing it. Well, you've been a trooper trying to get everything connected up on your portable line, almost your bat cave line, your bat line right there for you. But great to have you aboard. We're going to be talking about one thing and one thing only, you and I on today's show, and that is the big whopper that actually just came out of nowhere coming on Sunday night after I had already posted the last episode with Josh and I. And that is the big change at the top of Disney, a new CEO, a returning CEO comes in as far as Bob Iger is concerned. Bob Iger returns to the land of Disney on top as CEO. Bob Chapek out, Bob Iger back in. What does that mean for Disney and what caused this change in the first place? We'll talk about that coming up on the show. Plus, I have not one but two great interviews with Steve Scott from the Word 66, local Las Vegas guy. Truly great band. Hope you get a chance to follow what they do today on social media, wherever you get your music, and of course also as well on YouTube. He's going to talk about the influences that drives his music. Plus also as well, is there any pressure or any type of hype that goes along with being a Las Vegas band with all the success that Las Vegas bands have had? Does he feel any pressure or does he feel like he can follow with the word 66 in the footsteps of some great bands? We'll talk about that coming up. Plus also as well, TJ Johnson, he's on the back end. He needed to talk and vent about the losses in pop culture in regards to Kevin Conroy and, of course, Jason David Frank, which I'm finding out from both him and Josh over the past week really hit a certain age of viewers, especially the loss of Jason David Frank. We're going to go ahead and hear his thoughts on those two great losses to pop culture as well on the back end of the show. But Melinda, it is the big change on top at Disney. It is Bob Chapek out, Bob Iger in. There was rumors that Bob Iger, he was still on in an advisory capacity. Was Bob Iger the man who was at the top of the last decade plus before Bob Chapek came in? He was responsible really under his guidance for a big boom in Disney, including the purchases of Marvel and Star Wars. And we all know what's happened from that. Your thoughts on this, because the rumor has it that the newly created studio by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon 
was recruiting or wooing him, Bob Iger, to come over there. The Disney board said no way. The Disney board, after also hearing some really bad numbers, said, Bob Chapek, it's time for you to go. Yeah, and a lot of this stuff that I've been reading is that the complaints that they had were actually the same that you've had, Gerald. So things like Marvel and Star Wars overlapping and then six weeks of no new content, yeah. you know, stuff like that playing a major role in it. And I'm not surprised to see a big change like that at the top, but I didn't expect it to come so sharply and so quickly. Well, there was an earnings call, I think about a week or two ago, where they reported their latest earnings, which were not meeting investor standards. So the stock went down. But it was also Bob Chapek's response to those earnings and the excuses for the earnings. I think that was his death knell, as they say, was not actually dead, but figuratively with Disney, his (laughs) death knell. And also his right-hand man, the guy that was his second-in-command, also got excused. And there's going to be big changes. I guess a big shakeup is on the way. Bob Iger is rumored to make a lot of changes as far as going forward, as far as restructuring at the top is concerned. A lot of departments are now figuring out what's going to happen. But there might be some changes that a lot of uh, longtime Disney followers might like. The fact that there might be more movies coming to the theaters and the box office first before it goes to streaming that window that was shortening up so much between disney and disney plus from the box office to streaming that may be widening a bit so they may actually start leaning more on box office returns that's just a number of the things that that probably bob Iker has in mind but it sounds like bob Iker was having his eyes look elsewhere and the disney board said you know what We value what you've given to us. We want you to stay. Yeah, and what a compliment to a person's career to have this kind of faith in your vision and what you're able to pull off, especially when a company like Disney is looking at you and the possibility of losing you and what that could potentially cost them down the road. Absolutely, because you got to remember, he left in 2020 to, or actually, he stepped down as CEO to become an advisor to go into like a semi-retirement type deal. He was also, coincidentally, pushing a book out there that he had just written that he was actually doing a press tour, I think this time last year for, so he was really getting into that, talking about his life and obviously the decisions he made during his tenure at CEO previously at Disney. And I think that you can't argue the success he had with not only the MCU, but the resurgence of Star Wars, and also as well the birth of Disney Plus, all were under his ledger. So I think that those three big victories for him allowed him to go ahead and say, you know what, I can just pick and choose what I want, when I want. I think as far as the studio that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck have created, the production company slash studio that they're going to go ahead and create on their own. And they were wooing him. It seemed like it was going to be an attractive offer, but I think the overall price that Disney was willing to pay to get him back in control and to give him everything he wants as far as control was just too much to pass up. Yeah. And again, what a compliment to your career to have that kind of influence on a company the size of Disney. And you can't forget too, this also is going to affect the parks because a lot of the changes that have happened at the parks with the different kind of passes and this pass had access to this and now it doesn't things like that a lot of people who have been faithful to those disney parks weren't big fans of those changes and i know people personally who had passes for disney over in california and they gave up their passes because it didn't have the same value anymore. Yeah. And of course, you and I both know the rising costs. I know through the rumorville that Bob Iger was pretty upset about the big changes in price plans as far as going up. And I understand inflation and whatnot that struck everywhere around the, our economy worldwide, but he may have been a little bit more perturbed than most as far as the advancement in those prices. So maybe that would mean good things as far as general individuals such as you and I when we want to go ahead and decide to go to the parks, but also as well for the future of not only Disney Plus. I know the fact that ESPN was involved in the speculation of what's going on there and how 
Bob Chapek was handling ESPN, was also under question. The Hulu, why have they not purchased Hulu as of yet? I think that was also what the investors were asking. So I see a lot of changes coming up for the better. Now that someone's coming back into place, into the spot that he commanded that did so well under him for the previous decade. It's funny, though, how he stayed on it as an advisor, but things went so sideways in the eyes of Disney, I guess. I bet you Chapek probably didn't listen to much of what Iger was advising. That's possible, too. Yeah, I guess if you're the big boss, you don't really have to listen. You can take advice. Doesn't mean you have to follow it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the case. And that was his undoing. I think that uh, once he got on Iger's bad side, you know, and Iger started getting his eyes looking elsewhere, in this case over to Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, I think it was just a matter of time. Either you get him back where he was comfortable or you just have to let him go. And letting go a valuable individual like that that has been so much a part of your success in the past decade definitely was something that they did not do, should not do. And I'm glad certainly for the future of Disney that they ended up not doing it and just keeping him on and just giving him what he wants to go ahead and take control over for Disney. Once again, Bob Iker now replaces Bob Chapek at the top of Disney. This is something that's going to be very important for Disney going forward. Because you got to remember, right now combined, they actually have more subscribers than Netflix right now as a combined entity with Hulu, ESPN Plus and Disney Plus. So that's also something to take into measure. And with the uh, probably what's looking like to be box office failure of Disney's Strange World, which we'll report on on Monday a little bit more. Both Melinda and myself will talk about that a little bit more, plus all the movies coming up that have been part of the Thanksgiving weekend. We'll go ahead and talk about that on the Monday show. But yes, I think there's going to be now some a little bit better evaluation of what the Disney model is going forward. Yeah, I'm even reading in certain places that, well, Marvel is going to stay true and, and stay on course. Everything seems to be working just fine there. Some of the stuff Star Wars had lined up is now questionable with Iger's return. Well, we'll see. I hope that doesn't mean bad news for Andor because I really want to talk about that on the Monday show, how much I enjoyed it. I know it's not earned the greatest ratings because it's hit more of an adult market as far as what it was targeting. But I will talk more about Andor, the season ending episode, the season one overall on the Monday show. Definitely want to share thoughts on that. Plus the Vow season two that ended recently on HBO Max, plus our future for Chucky and the TV shows concerned. Yeah, so much to talk about on Monday show, but we want to hear your thoughts on the big changes as Bob Iger in, Bob Chapek out. Goes back from Bob to Bob, back to Bob. What are your thoughts on the returning Bob? Back to Disney. Bob Iger takes control once again. Share us your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. And before we head on out, if it is Black Friday weekend, make sure you stop by the Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook to go ahead and take a look at some of the Black Friday deals I got up there. And if you're an Arcade 1-Up owner, remember there's lots of great sales right now. Two, $300 off, $400 off on some other consoles. So go ahead and check that out right there for you at Pop Culture Cosmos on some of the ads there. But my friend, it's been great having you on the show. I'm going to have on Steve Scott from The Word 66 and TJ Johnson for the rest of the show. But any last thoughts before we head on out this Thanksgiving weekend? I've been looking at that arcade one-up, that Simpsons arcade mm -hmm. with stool and riser. Mm -hmm. For $2.99. For $2.99. It's right now available at most of the retailers. But the best place to go is, I think, Walmart because they offer free shipping. I right. know that Arcade 1-Up does too, but I think their price is a little bit higher. That's just from Arcade 1-Up themselves. So I think the best place to go is walmart.com for that. So if you're interested, that and a few other cabinets may still be on sale. So go check it out if, as soon as you hear this if you're interested in bringing Arcade 1-Up home to you. But Melinda, just truly appreciate you stopping by. Go back to that Thanksgiving party, girl. Party it up. I know I've got karaoke going on in the other room, so I have to go ahead and check that out. I think it's my turn to sing 
Oh my gosh. I think you said Katy Perry lined up, didn't you? No, actually, it was uh, You've Got That Love and Feeling. That's the one oh. I sung. I got 97 out of 100. Don't ask me how I did it because my voice cracked up halfway through. But <laughs> I, I will tell you, my friend, I, I'll ask you because I know Josh is going to be in Waco at the convention center for the Happy Hoarder. He is unable to go ahead and do the show on Monday. Can you go ahead and fill in and we'll talk about all the great movies and great TV shows and a whole bunch more on the Pop Culture Cosmos? will be my pleasure. Oh, awesome indeed. So look forward to Melinda Barkhouse Ross and I coming up on the Monday show. But up next, Steve Scott from The Word 66 and TJ Johnson after that. This is the PCC Multiverse. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much again for joining us right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. It's Gerald Glass. We're coming right back at you here again. Thank you so much for watching and listening. A little bit of music time for you because I've got a great guest on hand. He creates some fantastic music along with his band, The Word 66. If you just go ahead to YouTube, I want you I want you to go ahead after the show or even during the show. You can listen to in the background, what have you. It's up to you. Go ahead to YouTube. Go type in the words, The Word 66 because it is the word you got to go ahead and check out what they're doing today each and every time out when they bring out new music all over the place plus of course youtube and subscribe while you're there with the word 66 it is steve scott and steve thanks so much for joining me today got a chance to check out your music in detail alternative twists our friends there sent over your great stuff that you got and i tell you what uh, congratulations on your success so far Thanks so much, Gerald, and I appreciate you having me on as well. Thank you for that great introduction. I try, I try, indeed. <laughs> uh, fellow Las Vegan, so uh, not only do you know what the weather's like all year long here, but also the music scene. And one of the first things I wanted to ask you is, obviously, when you go to the word 66, you're going to see the type of description there. And the first word says, edgy, with a touch of commercial acceptability, the Word 66 is bringing to you its catchy melodies and thought-provocative lyrics with their debut single, but also all the great music that they have on top of it. You know, the success of Las Vegas bands, you know the note, you know the list. You know that there's Panic at the Disco, Imagine Dragons, The Killers, uh, Five Finger Death, Death Punch, Neo, uh, just some great bands from Las Vegas. Now I'll tell you the high schools that they went to here in town and all that great stuff. But seeing how the Las Vegas music scene is actually of late been very good in the past decade or so, your thoughts on where you can evolve that music even further. Well, you know, one thing it's, uh, that's really important to mention is that, you know, technically we are a Christian Mm -hmm. that band. So that kind of uh, closes doors and can open some doors as well. But most of the time it kind of closes doors. Um, people have this uh, preconceived notion of exactly what a Christian rock band is. And, and they do. They do. They do. And, and, they, and they don't even want to touch it a lot of times. So it's kind of a little bit iffy sometimes. Uh, sometimes we don't like to mention the word Christian. But that is basically our purpose in life is to spread the word through the music. So if you don't know we're a Christian band and you don't read the bio and you just check out the tracks, um, which is the case with a lot of radio stations that we get played with, uh, uh, played by all over the world, is uh, a lot of them will say, you know, I didn't even know you guys were a Christian band until I read your bio. So um, we've been very fortunate to get, I I'd say the large uh, majority of radio play uh, that we get all over the world is non-Christian. And that's good. And that's what you, you know, you want as far as a commercial crossover to have everybody listening. I mean, there have been some artists, Amy Grant particularly comes to mind as far as someone that has been more faith-based or Christian-based that has crossed over with singles that have reached the pop charts or music charts per se. That success, that pattern, uh, that pathway to success it's there for you. And again, being in that Las Vegas market that you are, that we both are, I mean, there's a there's a history of music groups from all different types of backgrounds that have made it big. It's very true. Yeah. And and, and 
I think, again, that's pretty much why, uh, you know, God has chosen us for this mission as our purpose is that we're going to spread the word to a lot of people that probably wouldn't have heard the words mm-hmm. um, in their normal life, you know, because we, we get played on some pretty hardcore stations as well. You know, mm-hmm. even though we're not really like a hardcore band, I mean, we're, we're, we're just I call us melodic hard rock or melodic metal. Um, but we do get played on a lot of stations with some really hardcore bands. And again, that's our mission is to get in there and kind of, you know, get amongst those people. And hopefully people will hear our message and want to know a little bit more. Yeah, that's great. And, but also the fact that you're, it is a very guitar heavy message as well, as far as your songs. And, and I think that's probably why it's able to translate well to regular rock stations or regular music stations such as the one you're on or the ones that you're on around the world including again our friends at alternative twist but i wanted to go ahead and ask you know again touching on the las vegas one last time does their success of those bands give you guys encouragement to say hey we're from vegas we can go ahead and translate our music to a world audience on a really really good level as well yeah, kind of, you know, there is, um, so there is a, a, I'm not going to name the name, but there is a, uh, a regular radio station that you turn on the radio um, that plays Christian music, for instance, <clears throat> excuse me, we have reached out to them many times. We have a couple of tracks that are very, um, what called Christian contemporary, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, that's the big Christian market. So we have a couple of, uh, of newer tracks that would fit well in that format. And we've reached out to them and hoping that they would, you know, consider the fact that we are a quality local band and that they would be willing to help us. Um, but that's not the case. Um, basically the response we got was, oh, you know, we only have a few spots to, you know, for everybody to stick uh, new music in with and everybody's competing for that spot. And, uh, you know, we don't know if we're going to be able to get you in there. Although my question is, are any of them from Vegas? I'm going to say, no, I don't think any of them are from Vegas. So we're, we were hoping that they would be like, Hey, this is a Vegas band. They're really good. Let's get behind them. But that's not really the case. Um, so, um, and a lot of our market is more along the, the church line. So, um, we'd like to, uh, we're going to be out playing very shortly and, uh, we're going to do like a, a little bit of a, of a church tour, uh, as well. Um, but we will be amongst, uh, the mainstream, um, crowd as well. So, um, yeah, I, I believe it's great that those bands have made it from Vegas and kind of opened the doors a little bit for us, but people have to be willing to accept that and be willing to accept us as well. So uh, again, like you got that, that Christian station and there's a couple of them out here and, uh, same story, you know? So, um, I, I wish there would be a little bit more, um, local oriented as well yeah and more open-minded to what you guys have to offer plus also as well you see the success that you've achieved with other radio stations around the world so i think also is a matter of time it just with a lot of bands and a lot of artists uh, you've seen it before many times in the music industry all it takes is that one hit that one the song that one particular connection that (laughs) on that station on that station Especially this particular station. I mean, they're, they're pretty much um, nationwide. I mean, there's like, there's like, you know, there's, there's a base here in Vegas, but they've got probably like 300 stations throughout the U.S. I think I'm pretty familiar with what you're talking about right there. I don't want to mention them as well, but uh, you know, all it takes is that one hit, uh, you know, and that's the fact that, that YouTube, that's the great thing about YouTube. If a song resonates with an audience that goes viral Oh my gosh, that entity that you're talking about will come knocking on your door very short after. But that's really difficult. I mean, uh, you know, um, hitting that success is uh, is kind of like the lottery. You know, your yeah. your your video going viral is like the lottery. I mean, it's like it's a mystery yeah. how you get there and how the people that have gotten there got there. You know, so yeah, I mean, we're hoping. You know. Um, we really want to 
um, donate a, a majority of the money that will be made, you know, to some great causes. Uh, I am a, a, a major animal freak myself, mm-hmm. um, especially dogs. And uh, I mean, one of my dreams is to open up a, a shelter or two. Oh, that's awesome. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and save a lot of animals. And, uh, and, and while they're waiting for their, you know, what they call forever homes, you know, to give them a, a nice place to be in, in the meantime, while they're waiting, you know, not to be like locked up in this little tiny cage and, and, and eating, you know, the worst food. And, you know, I, I want them to be as comfortable as they possibly can. Well, one of the things I want to ask you before we head on out is, okay, let's just say I'm Joe Schmo walking down the street out here, maybe off the Las Vegas Strip or maybe on uh, Trop and Decatur or wherever it is locally uh-huh. here right now because, you know, us Las Vegas locals, we know where to go and where, where everything is. But let's say we bump into each other and say, oh, you guys are in a band. That's awesome. What is the one song? you would have them listen to if they could only listen to one song to try and get them in get them as far as involved with your music get them more in touch get them more curious about your music what song would that be i would say it'd be a pretty much it was our first single that we released is called on the way to the promised land mm-hmm. again if you don't really pay that much attention to the lyrics it, the, the song rocks and it's very uh it's got a great commercial side to it as well um, if you actually listen to the lyrics or if you want to know what it's about, it's basically about the book of Exodus, hmm. um, you know, from the Bible. And it kind of talks about, you know, it, it kind of chronologically takes you uh, through an order of how events happened. And of course, you know, Moses is the main character in there as well. So um, and, and the journey through the desert and and all that kind of stuff. So, um Again, if you're not Christian and you really listen to the lyrics, you might not really care for the song. But if you just listen to the music as uh, just a rock track, um, I think you dig it. Oh, there you go, indeed. But once again, it's Steve Scott. You just got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today on YouTube and wherever. Get his music from The Word 66. Some great stuff there. Hopefully, there will be a long line of success for you so you can go ahead and do what you need to do as far as the charitable endeavors and the shelters that I hopeful that I am hopeful that you'll be able to build up in, you know, in the near future with some hit songs behind it. But any last thoughts on, on what your music is to everybody? And also, where is the best place outside of YouTube to get your music to your fans? We're on all the platforms, you know, you can find us on Spotify and you can find us on Deezer and um, um, Amazon and Apple and all those kind of fun places. Um, and of course, our uh, we do have um, social media, uh, socials, socials. Yeah, you know, we're on Facebook and we're on Instagram and we're on Twitter. So you can find us there as well. We actually have a new record that's going to be coming out shortly. We're about to sign a new deal, a uh, record deal coming up in the next couple of weeks. Congratulations. Um, thank you. So uh, we're also getting ready to film a new video for our, our next track. It's going to be called The Chosen One. And uh, we should be shooting that in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, so we've got some uh, some stuff happening. And we're hoping that we'll make the right decisions and we'll get the right guidance to do what we're supposed to do. And we really appreciate you know you having us on. and. Thanks, Gerald. Again, I appreciate you having us on. And anyone who checks out the music, just please listen with an open mind. God bless. Steve, been a pleasure having you on. Looking forward to another conversation on music with you right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Action Figure Adventure is back with Season 2, and we're going further than ever before. Checking out more toy stores than ever before and seeing more incredible, iconic, and noteworthy pieces than you could possibly imagine. Once again, Jay grapples with how to build the ultimate action figure auction to support critically and terminally ill kids in need. Along the way, we'll chat about Holy Grail figures, perfect action figures, and showcase some incredible toy collections. Action Figure Adventure Season 2. 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Jinx TV Canada. And we're back with the show. It's the Pop Culture Cosmos. It's Gerald Glass. We're coming right back at you here. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I wish I could go ahead and tell you about some great things going on in pop culture. But for right now, we did want to go ahead and cover some things that we've already talked about on the show, but wanted to get a different perspective. And that's the losses, the recent losses in pop culture of voice actor extraordinaire Kevin Conroy and also as well one that's been hitting really hard as of late 
and that is the former green Mighty Morphin Power Ranger, Jason David Frank. Both individuals have passed away in recent weeks. Jason David Frank, I think, is really tough because it was very unexpected because he took his own life. With Kevin Conroy, it was because of cancer. Still, both very tough losses. And here today to talk about them in detail, hopefully that will help out some people out there with with what they're going through in regards to these losses. Good man indeed. You got to go ahead and catch him every time he's here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. It's TJ Johnson. TJ, thank you so much. And, you know, when you asked to go ahead and talk about this, to get some stuff off your chest, I said, my friend, I'm always here for you. And I'm always glad to have you here on the show, no matter the circumstances. Absolutely, G. I, I appreciate it. There was, there was no person that I thought more important to talk to about this particular topic than you. So well, I, appreciate I appreciate you that. allowing me the forum to do that. Yeah, I'm here for you, man. Uh, so it's just something, again, the, the pop culture community has been rocked by it. With Kevin Conroy, he's been called the best Batman ever for the fact that he just had a voice that just seemed to fit like a glove for so much of what we've seen, especially with the highest rated of all the Batman series that are out there, not the movies per se, but the Batman series that are out there with Batman, the animated series that came out in the early nineties, that seemed to be just a gale force wind of just everything coming together as far as the storylines and his voice acting and the way he portrayed the role but you know he leading on to what he did with everything going on with, with that character plus the fact he chose to continue that in more shows and more video games related to the batman character plus all the other stuff that he did in regards to the voice acting world he will not soon be forgotten no no i i completely agree and and to give a, a bit of a backstory as a 38 year old man i was an 80s baby and so my definitive formative years if you will uh were spent watching fox in the afternoon when you got home from school and you got to to hear the iconic horns of the the batman theme at the beginning and the the wb turning into a blimp and doing a spotlight search and you got to see the animated Batman running across rooftops, punching bad guys in the face that robbed banks. And there was very few moments in my childhood that would be, as far as watching uh, shows, that would ele- that would be elevated higher than that. So with the, the passing of Kevin Conroy, uh, obviously, I know we, we talked about it very briefly um, yeah. a couple of shows prior to, but it was... Not that it was expected because, you know, something of that nature doesn't always come when you expect it. No. But he, from what we understand, you know, he was fighting cancer and cancer is a monster. Cancer is 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 a different type of animal. And that's a fight that a lot of times we want people to pull through, but sometimes they, 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 they don't. And when cancer is a part of it, you have to prepare for you have to prepare for an alternative, right? You have yeah. to prepare. You fight. You fight like hell, and you you give it everything you've got. But you have to be prepared for the possibility that you may not win that fight, and it hits different, right? Because there's nothing that you can do with cancer. So then we we go forward a few what, about ten days, about ten days, I want to say, and you know I mentioned that there were very few moments that elevated my my tv watching back in the 90s and the one thing that elevated it <laughs> the one show that elevated it was probably the mighty Morphin power rangers i think that i was never more stressed out about a miniseries in my life than when the green ranger appeared and just gave the power rangers the business for five straight episodes i mean just i was nerve-wracked coming home from school trying to figure out how the rangers are going to get out of this beat down that they were getting from Tommy was just obliterating them. And it made for such must see television. You had to be able to talk about it at school the next day. You had to be able to, to talk about it at recess and have fun. And for him to go on and endear himself to the power Rangers community, he was only supposed to be on originally for like 13 episodes. And he was, mm-hmm. he was so loved and so gravitated towards that. They had to make him a series regular, even to the point where they, unceremoniously made him the de facto leader of the Power Rangers over Jason 
um, in the most uh, offhand kind of way. By the way, this is the new leader of the Power Rangers, and then that's it. There was no fight. There was anything. It was just Tommy's being well, the leader. Josh mentioned on our show that you know he, it, he was his hero. So you're not mm-hmm. the only one that would, that looked up to him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I even think you know, obviously, as a child, you know, you look up to these guys and, and you think more of them. But I, I took it. I took it a little differently as a as a man and as a father. And here's why I say that, right? Even at the tender age of 49, Jason David Frank was still endearing himself to the Power Rangers community. He made it very clear that he recognized the the fame, he recognized the role, the responsibility that he had as a forever member of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers or the Power Rangers community to the children. He understood his role to kids. He understood his role to adults. He understood his role to young adults who've grown up watching him do what he does. And he always wanted to give back to the fans. He was always, he was just talking about going to a Comic-Con in, uh, I want to say it was, it was overseas, like Portugal or someplace. He was just, he was just on his Twitter not a couple months ago promoting a Comic-Con he was going to be going to November 25th through the 27th. And what endeared him to so many was the fact that he wore the responsibility of being a ranger on his sleeve. He literally would 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 go and, and go to these things. And he hasn't been a Power Ranger in years. He hasn't been an actual member of the Power Rangers for years. Yet here he was still endearing himself to fans. And I remember a quote that he put out a while ago, and I'm, I might be paraphrasing, I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, but something to the effect of, you know, people would think that they would make fun of him for being a Power Ranger. And he's like, you know, that, that, I have the best job in the world. I, I get the opportunity to, to make people's day all the time. He has the opportunity to go into a, a room or a, a place where somebody's dying wish could be to meet the Green Ranger or or to be able to provide that service for somebody who just wants to be able to shake the hand of their childhood hero or or take a picture with their childhood hero. And that's a responsibility that you don't see a lot of celebrities embrace anymore. We live in this world where everyone wants to have their own lives, have their own level of privacy, have their own level of, when I say everyone, I'm, I'm referring to celebrities. And, and while I, I agree from a humanistic standpoint that everybody needs their personal space, when you're a celebrity, you kind of, you've kind of null and void at the, the personal space thing, at least for a, a, a certain period of time, right? Yeah. When you become a celebrity, you've given up certain unalienable rights to live a life that's a little bit more luxurious, but it, it, it demands more. And he never took that for granted. He would always go to Comic-Cons and would always try to find ways to be a part of the community, even being part of the, the last Power Rangers movie, the last three the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, Power Rangers Turbo, he was in that. He even had a small cameo in the 2017 Power Rangers film. I mean, he is so loved by the Power Rangers community that we did not see this one coming. And I think that's what causes this one to sting more for me personally, um, because it really did come out of nowhere. He wasn't fighting a disease that has yet to be beaten, um, uh, a physical disease that has yet to be beaten. He was fighting a mental disease. He was fighting something going on mentally. And, you know, there have been rumors and speculations that I refuse to get into about whatever was going on with him personally, I refuse to dive into or even speculate because that's not my place. Um, What I will say is that he was clearly battling a demon. He was clearly battling a demon and he battled it silently. And I think that's my concern. We all, we all fall victim to life's struggles none of us are immune to the hardships of life yeah none of us are we as a as a community pop culture nerds geeks whatever whatever terminology you want to use we at some point we're probably made fun of probably bullied we're probably we're probably ostracized for loving to read comic books loving to reenact scenes from the TV shows, loving to play video games, loving to be a part of this imaginary world because sometimes the real world just wasn't very friendly. And and for him to be such an iconic part of that world and then to 
for whatever reason, um, take his own life, it hits us different because he was what we did to escape. He and what he represented represented our escapism from our childhood. Yeah. He, he represented my escapism from my childhood. Um, there were some times where I was picked on and there were times where I was uh, was bullied for being a bit of a nerd and wanted to have my head in a comic book as opposed to, you know, other things. And he was a way for us to escape and feel powerful and to see to see him go in that way it hits us different um and as a as a father as a father i pray that none of my children ever feel ever feel like it's too much to bear um i know he was a father uh i, I i'm not sure how many how many girls he had i think he had i know he had i know he had at least one i thought he had two um, I'm not sure how many children he had, but I can't imagine as a father having to leave my, I can't imagine the pain as a father that he had to have been going through to say that I cannot, I cannot be here anymore. I cannot, I cannot do this anymore. A lot of people are going to want to call him selfish. A lot of people are going to want to to, to, to speak very ill of somebody that does that. And as a father, part of me agrees that that's selfish. Part of me agrees that, and I'd be lying to you if I didn't say the truth. Uh, part of me agrees that that's selfish to take your own life. But the truth of the matter is we do not know what he was battling. We don't know what demons he was fighting. We don't know what was going on in his personal life. I have to imagine as a father that it had to be something so severe to override the desire to be there to, with your children as they grow up, the desire to watch them prosper and move forward in life, the desire to watch them be fruitful and have children of their own and watch that joy. I have to imagine that whatever it is that he was dealing with was so hard that it overrid every other emotion possible. And that's what's scary is that we are all, we are all capable, all capable of going through that same level of depression, anxiety, hurtful thoughts. And especially this time of year where everybody is supposed to be jolly, it's, it's, it's very easy to fall into a seasonal depression. So uh, Gerald and, and, and the rest of Pop Culture Cosmos, I implore you. Um, I don't know a lot of you guys personally. But if you're going, if you're feeling anything, if you're going through anything, please do not do this alone we are not designed to do this alone i cannot stress that enough we are not designed to do this alone it is important that if you are hurting or you're dealing with it that you reach out and talk to someone and realize that you are not the only person that has ever gone through these before you will not be the last person to go through these you will not be made fun of or ridiculed for going through this because we all have moments where we feel like it's too much to bear. Thanks for checking out the PCC, you know, the pop culture cosmos. We'll be back in one moment. If you're in the Las Vegas and Henderson areas and are looking to buy, sell, or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles, there's no better place to go than Retro City Games. From Xbox to PlayStation, Nintendo to Atari, the great crew at Retro City Games provides the best place to go for all your gaming options. Stop by their two awesome locations in Henderson and also the Las Vegas Strip, or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. It is tough yeah. to go through this, yeah. And and you got to seek out somebody if, to get that help you need if you're in, mm -hmm. in that dire straits because there are so many people out there that want to help people in their yes. time of need. Absolutely, and and vice versa. It's it's our responsibility as 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 a person. It is our responsibility to reach out to our friends, especially ones that we haven't heard of, heard from. In a long time, we don't know what people are going through. Is there's no harm in saying, "Hey, 
you know what? I was thinking about you. I just wanted to, just wanted to check in on you. Make sure you're okay. Check in on your friends. Check in on your loved ones. Be the light that you want to see in this world. It, it, it's so important to remember to just be who you want someone to be for you. You know, what's the, the golden rule in life? Do unto others as you want others to do unto you. I think, I think with Jason David Frank and his passing, it's really brought home the idea that mental health is something that we need to talk about in all communities, not just African American communities, not just as men, not just as women. We need to talk about it, period. It is not a joke. And it's something that I grew up thinking was not really a big deal. It's something that I grew up thinking uh, people are just soft. You know, I'd be lying to you if I didn't, if I didn't say that. I, I thought people were just soft and didn't really, were looking for attention. But obviously this is a young, naive kid, you know, now as a 38-year-old man with, with three children, beautiful wife, it gets tough. <laughs> it gets so tough. And as a man, you can sometimes feel defeated and frustrated. And it is so important to 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 receive, reach out and and be willing to receive help, um, because there's so much more to fight for. There's so much more to fight for, and to see one of our heroes, one of my heroes. Uh, go out that way it is devastating. It's heartbreaking. And I pray for the family of Jason David Frank. I pray for that family. I pray that they find peace. I pray that they are able to kind of put the pieces back together after something like this. And obviously, it's not going to be anytime soon, but I, I pray that they find the strength to come back. And I, I pray that we as a community, Power Ranger community, pop culture community, can, can wrap our arms around each other and truly embrace each other and say it's okay to be upset it's okay to be frustrated it's okay to be sad but talk about it get it off your chest so we can move forward so we can get the help that we that we need this has been a stark reminder between kevin conroy and jason david frank it's been a stark reminder that we're all getting older i'm 38 this year and it doesn't feel like i'm 38 but seeing all of our heroes move on in different phases of their lives it brings a sense of a sense of immediacy to to everything that I do. Um, it makes me want to go after things that I never went after and and stop giving excuses of, you know, I, I don't have enough time. I don't, I need to focus on this. I need to focus on that. Stop telling yourself no. Stop telling yourself no. Go for it. And fight, man. Fight. I just, it, it, it it's, it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking, Gerald. And I pray that this is the last one. I pray that we don't have any other conversations like this. While death is an inevitable part of life, I pray that it's their natural deaths. I pray that they've lived full lives and they're ready to go at that point. I pray that that we, we choose love over anything else. As do I, my friend, as do I. But before we end it out, so much of our conversation, of course, has been on the loss and how much it's meant to you. And uh, I mentioned to you that, you know, Josh... Is for him is like losing a hero, you know, that yeah. he also grew up with. I think in your guys' age bracket, it really is affecting you, this loss, because of how much you saw him, because he was your childhood. He was so much mm-hmm. a part of, of your childhood as far as the Mighty Bowl from Power Rangers. Could you come home from school? After school, it's right there for you as far as playing, you know, in syndication and on what yep. usually the Fox yep. networks and all that. Yep. So. I think that's something that is very important to people around your age bracket because of how much he meant to you and the fact that those shows were playing so much to you. But before we head on out, Kevin Conroy, again, we've lost him as well. And just, you know, if you could give me your thoughts on Kevin Conroy one last time, as far as the the impact he had on you and the impact he had on the industry as a whole. I don't think you can really quantify the impact he had on the industry at, at, at whole. This man, Kevin Conroy, has done so much. And mind you, we we all know him as the voice of Bruce Wayne Batman, but he's done so much more in the voice acting community, um, on stage, uh, on the screen. He He's so much more than that, but we'll always remember him as the iconic voice, the iconic, uh, the definitive Batman. And... 
while I know that we like to look at Michael Keaton as the definitive Batman, right? He's 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 our OG Batman. Kevin Conroy, Kevin Conroy was different. He was the first to kind of use that dual voice and kind of have the Bruce Wayne voice and kind of have the Batman voice. And mm. he was able to figure out the human aspect of Batman. And he was able to understand what made Batman as a character tick. Um, yeah. His contributions, obviously, over the the different shows from Batman the Animated Series to the Adventures of Batman and Robin to the Justice League uh, to the various movies, various video games, various live action roles that he took on while still um, embodying Batman. You know, even he had his live action debut as Batman in, uh, I want to say, was it Supergirl or The Flash? It was one of those CW TV shows where he played the other world Batman, Bruce Wayne. And Mm -hmm. there is not another more iconic voice outside of possibly, I shouldn't say that, there's not another, besides James Earl Jones, he is the first person that I think of as far as voice acting and his contributions. Just an incredible talent that that ran his race and you know as we talked about earlier cancer is a monster of a disease that unfortunately we have yet to figure out we've yet to crack that code um but I, i have to imagine that he went out the same way he lived his life fighting being the vengeance being the knight being batman i was just having a conversation with my younger brother yesterday after we found out about jdf and we were talking about just how all of our childhood heroes are are are, are moving on in life and, and, and passing away. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, it, it gave us a sense of immediacy, but it also gave us a sense of, you know, we're grateful that we had, we had those moments. I'm grateful that we had Kevin Conroy. I'm grateful that we had his beautiful voice. I'm grateful that we had his beautiful soul. And I, um, his contributions they can't be quantified even in the five minutes or 10 minutes that we have here right now. There's, there's no way to quantify his contributions and his contributions will, will, will still be talked about for years to come. His Batman is the definitive Batman for a lot of us for, I know for myself and as much as I enjoy Michael Keaton, as much as I enjoy Ben Affleck's version of Batman, Kevin Conroy is the definitive Batman. When I think of Batman, I hear Kevin Conroy. When I think of Batman, I I, I envision that animated Batman. Um, and honestly, he was how a lot of us were introduced to Batman. I mean, I, I read some of the comics prior too, but I wasn't fully a, a fully fleshed out fan of Batman at that time. I was too young. I was too young for a lot of those comics. Um, my my mom didn't let me read some of them, and the animated series was my first real dive into Batman, and on a consistent basis. I had watched the Batman movie, the nineteen eighty nine Tim Burton film. I had watched that, and I was familiar with you know Batman Returns and all that. I was familiar with who Batman was, but the animated series is what really put him on the map for me. And the only way that could happen is if you have somebody that truly envisions the role, and that is who and what Kevin Conroy meant um, to the world of Batman and and to my world personally. Well, I'll tell you what, my friend, uh, you know, anytime you need to talk, like I said before, on or off the air, I'm here for you, my friend. We're here in the pop culture cosmos for you always. I know this has devastated you uh, and also Josh as well, both these losses and, you know, the pop culture realm is feeling it from, you know, so much love and outpouring of, of just sadness, what we see with these losses, both of them from, you know, the fact that, you know, there was so much of a part of our our past, what, three, four decades when it yes. concerns uh, what Kevin Conroy did and, and also, you know, just what Jason David Frank did and, and the contributions they made and I'm hoping for the best for both of their families, our condolences to both of their families, and obviously all the fans like yourself that have just truly appreciated their work over all these years. Absolutely, G. And um, while today is a day of grief, of trying to understand, of trying to 
wrap our heads around it. I mean, and we're talking about it as fans. I can't imagine what the family is going through right now. So we're trying to wrap our heads around it as just fans. But I pray that we, I pray that we don't allow this moment to define who Jason David Frank was. I pray that we don't allow this to be his defining moment where that's who he is. He was so much more, and and I'd like to, I'd like to offer a segment for the next pop culture cosmos, and that is my top five Jason David Frank moments. I don't know if five is enough. I might have to be ten. Yeah, I think ten. I'd like to offer uh, a, a my top ten Jason David Frank moments list preemptively uh, for the next show because I've already got like five in my head right now. Um, but I just I. I want us to be able to mourn and 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 love upon each other, but I just do not want us to forget who he was and what he represented and how he made us feel. He made us feel powerful. He made us feel like we could take on the world. And in feeling that way, we do him a disservice if we negate his life, his 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 fights, his if we allow this to be the defining moment of JDF's career, his life we do him a disservice. So well, like I, I said, you know, so many people out there that were such big fans and so mm-hmm. much of a part of their childhood mm-hmm. that he was uh, are devastated right now. And, uh, you know, it's, it just takes a collective healing and coming together as a community to hopefully get, get through this, these dark times. Right. And again, all prayers and thoughts are with their family at this point in time for both Kevin Conroy and also Jason David Frank. So absolutely. You know, I, I'm just rooting for you as well, my friend. I know that what they meant to you and, and I'm just hoping that, you know, we will go ahead and, and be able to heal up as a, as a, as a pop culture community and, you know, just try to move on from this as best we can, but never forget the talents and the contributions that both That's right. Jason David Frank and also Kevin Conroy made to pop culture. Absolutely. Appreciate you coming on. No, it's a tough time for you. Mm-hmm. I know that list will be something that I think you want to share with the next time you're around. So whenever yes. you're ready, my friend, you come back and you just share it with me anytime you want. Absolutely, man. I appreciate the forum. Thank you. Well, I appreciate it, my friend. Once again, it's TJ Johnson. He's he's here to help anybody out there with his words on on anybody who's still suffering from the losses of Jason David Frank and Kevin Conroy. And if you Want to go ahead and and share your thoughts, please, always, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. TJ, looking forward to that list and everything else that you bring to us, my friend. Looking forward to some more great thoughts right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Thanks so much to TJ Johnson and also as well Steve Scott from The Word 66 for stopping by on the program Thanks so much again for them taking the time out of their holiday week to go ahead and stop by and share thoughts on, of course, with the Word 66. you got to go ahead and check out the music today, wherever you get your music, and also as well, the Word 66 on YouTube. Plus also as well, if you can go ahead and let us know your thoughts on the passing of both Kevin Conroy and Jason David Frank, you're more than welcome to right here with us at the Pop Culture Cosmos as well. But thanks to both those guys for stopping by. Thanks so much to Melinda Barkhouse Ross for sharing her thoughts on the Disney makeover, the Disney change, one Bob in, one Bob out. Great to have her thoughts on it. We'll hear more from Melinda Barkhouse Ross on the Monday show where we talk about all the movies that appeared and disappeared this weekend, the Thanksgiving weekend at the box office, plus many shows will wrap up, including Andor and so much more. So I'm looking forward to hearing her thoughts on the next Pop Culture Cosmos. And don't forget, we have a ton of hours available for you to go ahead and check out in Tabletop RPG. So go ahead and check it out today on Facebook, right there in the video archives, plus also as well, the latest news and trends in pop culture every single day on Facebook at Pop Culture Cosmos. And of course, we've got great shows for you each and every week, every Monday and every Friday, right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. So for Melinda Barkhouse Ross, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the PCC Multiverse. We thank you for listening 
And here's hoping you have yourself a great day. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Tangent Bound Network. Let your voice be heard. TangentBoundNetwork.com Thanks so much for downloading the Pop Culture Cosmos and stay tuned as more great podcasts are on the way. Thanks again for listening to us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos.